0: I'm Len Tillem. I'm a lawyer. Thank you for joining me in this podcast. You got legal problems? Call it in. We're taking calls. You can call anytime you want. Even after business hours, there's voicemail. We'll get back to you. We'll arrange it. We've been doing it. It's working. 800-996-4505. You got legal problems? Call whenever you want. 800-996-4505. Let's start today's show. David in Redwood City. How come you're calling a lawyer?
1: Len, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. This morning, 545, I was southbound 101. Uh, I got sideswiped by a guy who bounced off the, uh, the center wall.
0: So you were in the middle lane or something, right? And I,
1: I was in lane number two, right of the fast lane. Okay. So he hit me. I spun, got hit by a truck, and then uh, the guy who... Uh, initiated the, the accident, caused the accident, fled the scene.
0: You know, you're lucky you were alive. I,
1: I am. I, R- I Really, I,
0: really they could I be called. Us, you could have, could have 20 minutes, you know, 546, 547. You could have been laying by the side of the bed in a plastic bag, you know, beside the road in a plastic bag. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, how come you're so, calling me?
1: Uh, two, qu- two questions. One's an insurance question. The other's about the other driver. Uh, he fled the scene. His uh license plate was called in by uh, another witness
0: so mm-hmm. that's
1: on record, and I don't know what to do about that or if there's anything I can do.
0: Well, first of all, you uh, should call your insurance company. For okay. all you know, um, the other driver may not have auto insurance or it was a drunk driver. You've got collision on your car, right? I do. Yeah, and the truck that you bounced into, you may get sued by that truck driver even though it wasn't your fault. Do you understand what I'm saying? If right. the the truck driver who hit you was injured and could easily have been injured in an accident like that, what were you going, 55 or 60?
1: I, w- I was 65, had the cruise set.
0: Yeah. I mean, there you were, drinking your coffee, thinking about what you were doing all day, up early in the morning, tired from being up late Sunday watching television, and boom, what a way to start the week, right? Right. So, okay. Right. Call your insurance company. Um, this guy who hit you was guilty, hit, man or woman, is guilty of hit and run. That's a crime, and they could have been drunk. You should make sure a police report has been filed. Make sure, okay?
1: Yeah, I had that done at the scene.
0: They, they, and you've got the license plate number?
1: Uh, they do. Uh, it wasn't given to me I did, when I called dispatch. Uh, the CHP showed up, right? Yeah, right. CHP right.
0: is really good. Those cops are good cops. They'll take care of it. That's what you need to do. How are you? Are you Okay.
1: I'm, I'm fine. I came out unscathed.
0: Lucky guy. Take care, all right?
1: All things considered. Thank you. Yeah,
0: that could be the luckiest day of your life. Sue in Oakland, how come you're calling a lawyer? Uh,
2: because I had breast surgery in June of '09, and a month later I woke up on a Saturday morning blind in my left eye. And I think there's a relationship there. I did have a staph infection. My breast surgeon was on vacation. Uh, her partner took over. My breast blew up. I had this infection, and he kind of blew me off, didn't want to see me. I didn't know any better. I probably should have went into emergency. It was so horrible. And finally, when she did come back, I, uh, she was draining me and so forth. My niece went with me to most of my appointments. She said she didn't even use an antiseptic and thought that staph infection might have started with some of that stuff when she was draining the breast. And no, no, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Yeah. You had breast surgery in June of 2009. Yes. Was that elective surgery or I had
2: uh, I had have breast cancer. I had a partial mastectomy, lumpectomy.
0: Okay. And then when did you wake up blind in one eye?
2: A month later, uh July um 13th on a Saturday morning.
0: And how's your vision now?
2: Um I'm in a retina uh study in a clinic with a, uh, having a retina study and they tested me. I'm 2800 in the left eye and 20 Fifty in the right eye. I, they were uh, giving me. They are still giving me injections in my right eye, trying to save it because I am diabetic with bleeding in the retina. But my left eye was fine. I had no problems with that. But they're saying, you know, I, I'm. This is. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. I he, he, does, here's you know. what's going on, Sue. So yeah. The statute of limitations.
2: Yeah. If uh, this
0: is medical malpractice, yeah, is one year from the date you woke up. You know, with no vision there. Yeah. But. You have a difficult case because you have to prove what's called causation. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't prove that the doctor or the surgery caused this, there's no malpractice.
2: The thing is, is that I have a prepaid legal. Um,
0: Forget about them; they're well, useless. They okay. are. But totally in the
2: meantime, I've called the Alameda County Bar Association uh, since October. Uh, 28th all I want to do is just
0: run it by somebody yeah I can help you with that
2: let me let me you calling you
0: okay let me help you with this yeah first of all all of you out there that prepaid legal stuff biggest ripoff I ever heard it's not like you know where you pay for medical insurance
2: I can attest to that they
0: have crappy lawyers yes you pay a monthly fee Mm -hmm. some lawyers are getting paid peanuts and if you look at it it says we're not going to represent you for a criminal case, right? They exclude criminal. You can't go get the insurance and I'll go kill my wife.
2: I got it before my breast cancer to, to make yeah, out a le, will. But let me
0: finish. Let, yeah, yeah let, let me finish. Let, let me go through this. Sure. So it, it's useless for criminal law. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't do a divorce.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it excludes that. And you pay a month, so they'll help you do a will. I've seen the... You know, I do trusts in estates. The, the wills and trusts that a lot of these lawyers do are terrible because that's not all they do. Mm-hmm. I just... A waste of money. And medical malpractice, personal injury work, the good lawyers do that on what's called a contingency. You don't have to pay for it anyway. So Jim Gagan is a lawyer that does medical malpractice. He's been on the show a number of times. He handles high-value cases. And there's a lot of money you've got to spend on... Um, a lawyer has to spend, you know, suing doctors in hospitals. You've got to find out if there's any causation or what caused it. So... I'm going to put you on hold. You're going to give David your name and number, and we'll have somebody from Jim Gagan's office call you, okay? Wonderful. I promise. But, um, yeah, you're going to have to prove your eye went blind because of the infection, and we'll, we'll see what they say. If they think there's a possibility there, you'll get a good opinion, okay?
2: Yeah, that's all I want is an opinion.
0: Can't blame you on that. Thank you. Clinton, Morgan Hill, how come you're calling a lawyer?
3: Hello, Lynn. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Okay, listen, last week I was leaving a new medical marijuana co-op dispensary, Mm -hmm. and unknowing to me, a local TV station videotaped my exit, okay? Did they
0: have you, like, with a joint in your mouth? Uh,
3: No, no, they wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I later discovered through several friends who had seen the newscast that the footage of my exit was part of their story. I didn't even know it.
0: Right. Okay. So now people know you're a pothead, right?
3: Exactly. I'm, try- I'm trying to fly under the radar here, and they're making it very difficult for me.
0: Well, there's nothing you can do about it. See, here's what's going on. It's called news. You were in a public place, and you can film it. It's a news event. Um, maybe in a kinder age, journalists would have respected you know your privacy rights. But... It's not a legal issue, and um, there's nothing you can do about it. If you do something in public and somebody films it, anybody can see it. Got it? Thank God you weren't coming out of a massage parlor. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, but, you know, um, I, one question I've got, I mean, this is the prescription nature of my visit.
0: How, well, I mean, look, I go to Long's to get statins. You know what I mean? When I walk out of Long's, they can't take my picture?
3: Well, they can take your picture, but... Um, I'm just wondering if they can, um, just a second here, I'm sorry. Um, How old are you? um, I'm 60. So you smoke a little pot. What's the big deal, right? Well, the point is, though, it's it's an invasion, intrusion, and violation of my privacy. No,
0: it's not. You keep saying that. You're not, what are you stoned right now?
3: No, I'm not. Well,
0: listen to me. Have a joint and mellow out. It is not an invasion and intrusion of your privacy. Even
3: though there's a prescription, it would be like if I went to Walgreens and and followed them out and broadcast what prescriptions they had from, from the... Uh- That's
0: why, have you ever noticed when you go into a drugstore... You know, a CVS, a Long's, a Walgreens. They make you stand five feet back from the counter when it's not your turn.
3: Exactly. That's
0: outside the store. You were filmed inside the store. And if I went into Long's or CVS or any of them and tried to take a picture of you getting some prescription, they would arrest me. Right? Yes. So there's a difference. You can't. Let's say you were at home smoking a joint with your friends. And you say, look at this good stuff stuff I got from this dispensary, boy. Best stuff I ever had. Try this. It's your house. You can prohibit a local TV station from coming in there and watching you get stoned, right? Right. But as soon as you're in the street, forget about it, right? Okay. I, I could even make it worse than a massage parlor. What if you were filmed walking out of the porno store? Yeah,
3: we wouldn't want that to happen. Now.
0: No, no. Next time, wear a raincoat, right? <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Well, thank,
3: thank you very much for clarifying that whole situation. Yeah. So next time you go to
0: buy pot, you, you, you wear a hat or something. You yeah, know what I mean?
3: Wear a hat and that long coat we were just talking about. Or
0: else, wait, well, let me ask you a question. You're sixty years old. Yeah. You've been buying dope for a long time, right? Um, Come on.
3: Oh, on, only this, uh, only from the prescription, a uh, couple of years I've had my card.
0: I know a lot of old fart potheads your age, my age. They don't go to marijuana stores. They're still too paranoid about having a card. But marijuana is so easy to get wherever you want it, you know?
3: Well, it's easy to get if you have a doctor's prescription and you have a legitimate cause for it. Let's there you clarify go. That. Okay,
0: very good. All right. Very good. Thank
3: you very much for clarifying this whole situation. Now I can just dismiss it and go
0: on. Go on with your life. It's also easy to get a marijuana prescription card if you don't have a valid reason and $100. Then you can get one too, right? Mary in Monterey, what are you calling a lawyer for?
4: Hey, Lynn. um, I hope you could. um, I'm a little confused right now. Um, Last week, we had a funeral for my husband's 87-year-old stepmother. At the funeral, her 86-year-old brother presented us with a holographic will she wrote 10 years ago. Um, The last 10 years, we've been kind of overseeing her, you know, taking care of her, doing her laundry, taking her to
2: doctors.
0: Did she live with you?
4: No, she did not. She lived in a senior-assisted facility. And not a convalescent home, but like an apartment.
0: And the, the, the son, what is that, the son who's also in his 80s? Is, wait, she's no. a... Who showed no, up no, no, with the no. will? I'm confused.
4: No, I'm sorry. It was her brother, her 87-year-old brother. Oh,
0: her brother shows up with a will and says, um, I get everything, right? He, yes. And in the last 10 years, how much time did her 87-year-old brother spend with this old lady?
4: Zero. He saw
0: her zero. Zero, Zero. yeah. What did she die owning?
4: Um, She has around $200,000 cash.
0: Did she have a will, a trust, or any pay-on-death designations on the bank accounts?
4: She had bank accounts that she changed five years ago to uh, transfer on death to my husband.
0: Okay. Let let me go through it. Pay-on-death beneficiary designations trumps a will it beats a will because pay on death accounts it just says uh, let's say what was your stepmother's first name
4: um gene
0: so it said gene Jean, Jean. Jean, pay on death to mary's husband right mm-hmm. okay so if your husband goes into the bank with genes you know death certificate and says give me the money they'll give it to him When you have a will, had the bank accounts just been in Gene's name, the bank wouldn't know what to do with them after Gene dies. You know, they belong to Gene, and Gene's dead. So then you have to go to court, and you show the will, and the judge figures out if the will's kosher, if there's any problems. And after it's all done, and the lawyers charge a bunch of money, the court orders the bank to give it to the beneficiaries. If the only will there was is the stepbrother, the court would say, okay, stepbrother, get the money. But because... The bank accounts, I'll say it again, have pay-on-death be- beneficiary designations. Your husband gets all the money. You got it? I, I would like just, that. Yeah, I would just ignore the brother. Um, just, okay. It's up to him to go to court and open a probate. You got it? Just say nothing. Say what you can say to him, which is really true. You can say to the brother, you know, there's nothing subject to probate because the money that has your husband's name on it for pay-on-death is not subject to probate. Got it? Okay. There's nothing subject to probate. He would have to sue and claim that his sister, you know, your husband's stepmother, was the victim of undue influence, and you took advantage of him, and she didn't know what she was doing. But she didn't die of Alzheimer's, did she?
4: No, No, not at all. She's fully coherent. His claim would
0: be that five years ago when she set up the pay-on-death accounts, she lacked capacity or only did it because you told him to. Your husband, and you've been taking care of her. You deserve the money. Got it?
4: Yeah, got it. So,
0: again, don't offer him anything. Don't give him any. Did you tell him about the bank accounts?
4: Yes.
0: (laughs) Too bad. Too bad. I wouldn't have told him a damn thing, you know. But um, you just say they're not subject to probate, and you're not getting any of it. And then, if you get a lawyer's letter, you call me back, okay? Okay. By the way, you know, I do this column, Elder Advocate. It's in a bunch of papers weekly. If you go to my webpage, lentillum.com, you're going to see a ton of articles on trust okay. contests, undue influence. Read those. You'll learn some more, okay? Okay. Don't give him nothing. You got it?
4: Okay, I got it. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Good calls. You guys are doing good. The number again, 800-996-4505. You got legal problems? Call them in. We'll get back to you. And you can email Len at com. Here's one from Pamela. My brother is serving prison time in Florida, Florida jails, DUI manslaughter. He wants to expunge a prior California conviction for drunk driving. Is there a way to do that? Look at this brother. Gets a drunk driver. How many of these people could be you? Don't get me started. Gets a drunk driver in California and then gets, even though it's Florida, gets another drunk driver where he killed somebody. I bet you they threw his ass in jail. Yep. He's in his fifth month of a 15-year sentence. You get a couple of drunks and you kill somebody. You're screwed, right? Hey, Pam, this expungement, don't bother trying. Expungements are for people who have learned their lesson and cleaned up their act. Your drunk, stupid brother killed a guy when he was drunk. No judge is going to expunge that. Good show today. We've got another one. Come back again. Tomorrow. We do Monday to Friday. Thank you.